reach a consensus Work through the years Because if we don't try We're doomed, we'll disappear So don't just let us fly Lend us your ears up live listeners what's up patrons and what's up everybody on the podcast feed this is a kind of a little bonus material here um so maybe a little bit of a debate although without a moderator mm-hmm. and a proper audience and whatnot this is maybe more of an exchange of ideas as uh, mm-hmm. some of our favorite fake smart people uh, dave rubin <laughs> like to say um i'm i'm producer dave i have Emilio here with me. Emilio is the host of the upcoming, is this the Radical Center podcast? Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. I also have the Radical Center outlet, which just puts out opinion pieces, which is also a pretty important part of the outlet. Yeah. We have a blog on our site too. Everybody, everybody's podcast, if it's about politics or news, should certainly have a blog Mm. because you can, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You can expound on it. They're both meant to go. uh, They're both meant to go kind of parallel. Okay, so where where what is the website people can find your uh, stuff at? I'll put it in the show notes, but also people don't really read show notes, so. <laughs> so it's theradical.center. I know you have Aussies on here, so it's center spelled American like C E N T E R. And that's you can funny. Find all my work there. You, I did maybe mention you that we have Aussies. I'm not sure if any of our Aussie day drinking team is available right now because I think it's evening, and so <laughs> so maybe they didn't do the day drinking. 
So um, <laughs> for and for those of uh, Emilio's people who are listening to this, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am. Um, I'm producer Dave. I've been an internet troll since the days of Usenet. Um, I am happy to classify myself as a leftist. Um, if people don't know what that is, it's somewhere between your normal kind of everyday American liberal and like a full on socialist. I'm not like Nancy Pelosi and I'm not like trying to seize the means of production. I'm somewhere in <laughs> between there. I'm a leftist. A lot of people can confuse most just call just start calling everybody to their left, a leftist. And I like to just kind of be really clear about where I am. Yeah. I'm certainly a leftist and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not playing, I'm not playing any games with that. So just so everybody knows so they know where I'm at before we start. Uh, my influences right now are this fellow named H bomber guy who's on YouTube is one of my favorites. And I listen to the majority report every day. And if you haven't listened to the majority mm -hmm. report, you should. Fantastic. So I'm just going to get right intro. into it here because I figure like chit chat is not what this is about. So Right. Um, I'm going to ask a two part question real quick, just to get a bearing on where you are, where you are. And if you want to ask anything about like what I believe or where I'm coming mm. from, uh, feel free to ask. I just want to ask you, what do you think centrum centrism is? And can you give some examples of modern centrists who most people would probably know who they are? Sure. So the first part would be that, I mean, the, the dictionary definition of a centrist is someone who holds moderate or unaffiliated political views. So that would be the, the, the dictionary, the technical definition of it. So if I call myself a centrist, uh, yeah, I suppose that I, I do try to be as close to the middle, as moderate with my political opinions as possible. But uh, I call myself a radical centrist, even though that also has a, a different dictionary meaning, perhaps. I just want to have the liberty to be able to take a side, uh, whether it's on the left or on the right, and not have anyone say, well, that's a little too far to the left. You know, maybe, uh, maybe you're... Maybe you're not as much of a centrist as you think. So, so that's uh, that's a little bit about centrism. As far as modern centrists go, I don't really know that I know any <laughs> that I would actually properly call unaffiliated proper centrists. Uh, I suppose there are several people that I like to listen to who I think, despite their bias, their uh, their open bias, which is what I what I like. Uh, I like when people actually say what side they're on. Uh, I really like Brooke Gladstone. She's from the On The Media podcast. She's openly left, but she's incredibly objective and uh, has no problem punching against her side every once in a while. On the right, uh, huh. who, who's a little bit closer to the center on the right? I guess, I guess, um, I, I, you know, I would say Ben Shapiro, I believe, can be sort of fair and he can punch against his own side, but I wouldn't say that he's anywhere near the center. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess that that would be the best answer to your point. I'm sorry, you, you cut out a little bit. Who was the person you mentioned? Mm. The second person? Yeah, the, the, the conservative you think is yeah, closer to the center. I would, say, I would say, you know what? No, scrap that. I'll, I'll choose a better one. His name is Andrew Clavin. I, I'm, so not, I'm, not, if, uh, I'm not familiar, but I can, we, can, we can look. We, the audience can check that out. He's uh, so. Let, I mean, let me be clear. He's he's not a. Uh, he is not on on the center or uh, on the left. He is absolutely one hundred percent right wing. But what I would say is that he he has a way of expressing himself in a way that that kind of conveys that he understands his own bias and he can he can even kind of play on it to 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 kind of give a fair picture of what he's saying. Okay, great. Now I'm just going to tell people what mm -hmm. I think uh, leftism is. Like I said, I'm to the mm -hmm. left of the Democrats, uh, the American Democratic Party. In most cases, I'm not to the left of all Democrats on all issues because it's a stupid thing to say. Um, but I'd be um, more... I guess like more Bernie Sanders sort of like that the sort of at least domestic policy um, with like I'm generally agreeable to Bernie Sanders at least on economic issues some of the some some other stuff I could take or leave about him but that's on the economy um, with Bernie Sanders and um, modern leftists include Sam Cedar the host of the Majority Report um, Michael Brooks the host of the Michael Brooks show uh, ContraPoints who's a very uh, that's Natalie Wynn a very famous YouTuber. Um, uh, this guy on YouTube who calls himself Sean and his head is a, a, a skull. 
That's all. You, you'd find him if you just search Sean Skull. And uh, yeah, that's sort okay. of the people that are kind of in my orbit. They're, what so, do you think of uh, What do you think of Bill Maher? I I don't. You don't. Fair enough. I uh, if you if you want if you want what I really want to know, he, the guy looks at. I think he takes. Mm. I think he does. A lot of atheists do this. They'll take. It's mm. particular to the Middle East. They'll take and look at the Middle East as if history never happened and everybody was just born yesterday and the shit's fucked up because of uh, uh. Islam. Whereas like mm. the Middle East is the cradle of civilization and has the longest history, the longest written history of any, you know, part, any region on the planet. And to, mm. and, uh, you know, I think Bill Maher is just a little bit reductionist and removes all the historical stuff from it. I generally agree with him on policy though. It, my, my disagreements mm. with him are more like kind of philosophical, ideo- ideological and sort of how we, um, express ourselves as non-believers. I think, I think that, uh, okay. I think that he, I think he's maybe one of these guys who thinks that, religious belief drives people's behavior more than i think it does okay i think most people's uh behavior is driven by their personal beliefs uh, regardless of their religion like if you're an asshole and you're a christian and then all of a sudden you were a muslim well you're gonna be an asshole too right right so yeah bill maher i <clears throat> i don't know i mean i'm glad that like i'm i'm glad that he was on the right side of iraq i'm glad that he was on he was on the right side of gay rights since before Mm. it even became a thing like i understand that like he's got a big platform and more often than not he's like on it he's at least he's where i'm at or i feel like it wouldn't be hard to pull him my way on things you know Mm. most of the time okay with the uh with the specific with the specific exclusion of uh islam in the middle east because because i i just think he I don't think he spends very much time trying to look at the po- the politics and history of the Middle East, which are probably far more. Mm. Which it could we could argue that they drive the the situation there. Like who has the power sure. and how do they wield it drives the situation there a lot more than some fucking fifteen hundred dollar fifteen hundred dollar fifteen. They give it to you for free. Fifteen hundred year old book. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You know. You know. They a lot of people would consider him to be kind of on the fringes of the right now. A lot of the the further left uh Who? internet people a lot of people there uh, right he had um this guy yeah there, there's several i mean what can i say i wouldn't say it's a specific figurehead i would say that it's uh that it's you know internet people and there was this one youtube account they released this video that got all kinds of coverage uh well i shouldn't say coverage rather it got all all kinds of um expansion or distribution which was is uh is bill maher as bad as milo yiannopoulos so he had him on and the 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 uh the assumption was basically because bill maher didn't take on an extremely aggressive stance against uh against milo uh that he was basically on on the right uh like on the extreme right which i, I find kind of curious well i mean all these nameless and mm-hmm. uh, faceless people who are saying these things sure make a compelling argument i don't know i mean i'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty far to the left and I knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Bill Maher. I mean, let's, let's face it like a TV show is a business. And when he had Milo Yiannopoulos on, I mean, he just was making, making that money. I mean, Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. was hot and everybody was talking about him and um, you know, and I can just be thankful that Milo's grift has come to an end. People aren't paying <laughs> him to do anything anymore. Like, I think, I think he's selling vitamins now. I mean, that's on, where you, on, uh, that's Infowars. Where, I mean, you may end up selling vitamins one day, sir. <laughs> uh, let's hope not, man. No, because that shit's a scam. That shit's a scam. Alex that, Jones. That protein powder. Alex Jones sells the same yeah. stuff that um that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow sells. He just markets it differently, right? It's all just a scam. I'm I'm actually not aware of anything that that, that Gwyneth Paltrow sells, but yeah, of course it's a scam. What is this super male vitality? Kind of hinting at the fact that it's going to give you much better boners, but not going directly for it. Yeah, no, that, that dude's an absolute scam. We we're not in disagreement there. So I want to get um, <clears throat> I had a couple questions mm-hmm. here that I thought of today. Uh, sure. Do you believe that there's like more virtue in being in the center than to be on the left or the right of the center? No. Okay, I was just no. Uh, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to virtue, I think it has far more to do with with actions. Uh, I really think that it, there can even be maybe virtuous people with unsavory ideas if they if they conduct themselves well, if they behave well in society. I, I don't think virtue is necessarily. Uh, 
connected. It can be, but it's not necessarily connected. Rather, it often is, but not necessarily connected to your uh, ideology and especially not your political ideology. So I mean, there's, I there's, there's, about, there's mm. few exceptions to that, too, because there are people who are just straight up authoritarians in their worldview. And I think oh, that yeah. that's like not not virtuous at all. But that's like mm. that's but that's different. That's like a that's like a that's not mm. like are you right or are you left? It's like you're here, right. but you're also an authoritarian. I can't stand authoritarians because mm. they all. <laughs> well, go ahead. Uh, sorry, do you, do you want to finish your statement? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I guess when you think about an authoritarian person, a person who believes kind of in authoritarian principles, someone who would actually self-proclaim as a fascist, it's hard to imagine what kind of person that would be. If, if, if these are people, after having all the evidence presented to them, they could agree with an ideology like that and continue to be virtuous people in society. So I think it has more to do with the fact that non-virtuous people would identify as authoritarian, not so much that the authoritarian part would dictate that they are non uh, not virtuous if that makes sense in other words in other words i mean i guess hypothetically not that i could point at any one person i it would be my contention that someone could be an authoritarian and be a virtuous person i i kind of agree i think it might go both ways though i think like if somebody starts yeah. uh, trending towards being authoritarian in their view like uh, like if people ask me by the way like and this is not the textbook definition of authoritarianism but when i'm like explaining it okay. to somebody i always say that an authoritarian doesn't just think that you're wrong they think that you're inherently evil because you don't share their view mm. so it's like That's right um i mean but then me thinking that authoritarians are evil like it all fucking folds back in on itself anyway because if i think authoritarians are evil and then i apply that to myself it makes me an authoritarian so like these things aren't like rules it's just sort of a kind of kind of like a kind of cliff notes or like a like a note card or something right. you can go by especially on the internet like because everything's mm. just flying yeah. by you yeah i mean that's true i think it i mean <laughs> I, I might put it slightly differently. I guess more, more than anything, I think what really would make an authoritarian person, a person who believes in authoritarian principles, more of a danger or a less of a virtuous person is not so much that they think that the people who disagree with them are evil, but that the people that disagree with them are dangerous. They're, they're kind of getting in the way of achieving a, um, an ultimate goal, which is so wonderful and so perfect that anyone who would stand in the way uh, is basically someone who can, who can be done away with, with no, uh, with no larger ethical dilemmas. Yeah, I, mm, it, it's 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 on a it's on a bit of a spectrum too. Like, I don't think that most I don't think that most people with authoritarian views would would be necessarily willing to commit violence. They might just be fine to watch, fine to like sit idly by while it's uh, perpetrated on their political enemies. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but wouldn't you say that's most people with extremist views? I mean, yeah. ultimately, I, like most of the people that that you know, I'm, I'm sure that most of the people on on Facebook, you know, tweeting about uh, you know how black people are the worst, wouldn't actually grab a club and go out and beat a black person i mean they have they have intense uh extreme views but they're not necessarily going to act on it that said i think that th that having that presence is is also kind of what would inflame a person who would be more prone to violence uh they kind of give them a platform they kind of give them a community that allows them to become more radicalized so it so it is it is still pretty it is still pretty dangerous sometimes uh you know it, it can be harmless to have just some idiot who thinks uh things that are kind of stupid but at the same time if uh, if you're kind of providing that ecosystem for someone to for someone who's maybe a, a more unstable to to go and act on some of their worst instincts then then that can have a pretty detrimental effect okay so i um i don't know is there is there anything that from from that we'll call that a segment because we're like a professional around here is there anything that i said that you you want some clarification on or think that maybe people who are listening could use a little clarification on uh no 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 pretty pretty happy with what we said Okay, cool. <clears throat> now the here we get to the second half of the questions. Do you are you are you on that are you on that both sides do it hype? What do you mean? Like legitimately that um like I know a lot of people when people describe themselves to me as a centrist, I know that one of two things is about mm. to happen. Generally, one, they're going to tell me that, you know, me being a leftist is um, maybe morally, ethically or politically similar to someone on the far right who is uh, mm. racially exclusionary or exclusionary of gay people or exclusionary of trans people. And um, I was just like our, that I'm just wondering if, if like 
even if maybe that's not like what you want to put out there or whatever as a person who self-describes as a centrist do you ever catch yourself kind of doing that well i mean i I don't know if that's a yes or no question i think a lot of the times a lot uh, a lot of the behaviors that are criticized on one side are actually played out in very different circumstances but in similar uh, portrayals by the other side so i don't really like to have you heard of a have you heard of an outlet called the batuta advocate no no okay so that's kind of like the australian onion and there's this uh yeah so they put out this article and it says uh you know upper middle class white asshole describes himself uh as a political centrist and uh i'm sorry the upper middle class coward asshole uh, describes himself as a political centrist and it basically just goes on to say that there are people who will call themselves centrist to do one of two things either to offend the smallest amount of people possible or to not really have to um to not really have to proclaim that they uh, stand on one position. So you say, well, what do you think about this and this? Like, eh, well, you know, it's nuanced. And that makes you a centrist. So I, 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 in answer to your question, I skewed a little bit from the answer is uh, sometimes, sometimes I would say that that's true. Okay. So I'd like to, the, the next one is, and I know that's like really hard because, you know, it's, it's a little more, it's a little more nuanced than this, but we only have the time that we have here. So, Right. If you, I don't know, if you had to just like gun to your head, right? If you were like Mm. going to be more concerned with the rising tide on the right or the rising tide on the left right now, is there one, one or the other that you'd be um, more concerned with? Mm. I'm talking by the way, in like the United States, Europe and Australia, I don't like, like, like Latin, Latin America is a big mess that I don't understand. Like I don't understand Africa very well. Like I'm talking, right. Uh, you know, Europe, sure. United States, and, and Australia. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I'm more concerned about uh, the current left in the U.S., and I'm more concerned about the current right in Europe. Would be my answer. So you're more concerned about the right. You're more concerned about the right in Europe, and more concerned about the left in the United States Actually, and Australia. Let, let me let me be let me be a little bit more specific in in my in my language because that was a little vague. I'm more concerned with the mainstreams of. Um, of of the left in the united states and australia and i'm more concerned with the right with the with the mainstream of the right in europe oh okay i mean the mainstream mm. the mainstream of the left because if, if you go to the fringes if you go to the fringes then i i think i think that that's uh, that that's preoccupying generally but i mean it's 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 rare that they really spring up in any in any real way uh so i would say i would say that that, that would be that would be the answer to your question okay i'll uh and I, I mean, I'll answer the question myself. I think in the West right now, okay. um, I don't know. I mean, the 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 right, the right. It's like it's it's mm-hmm. like the pro, It's it's not so much the ideology. It's like there's this denial of reality on the right. Like they think tax, they think tax mm-hmm. breaks make more revenue for the government, <laughs> and like that's just not. Mm-hmm. It's it's like demonstrably false. And I think that like it's not so much well, not about what. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm just saying this year that no, turned out not to be true. No, it's been demonstrably false. Every tax cut, the government's revenues go down when you stop taxing the people that make the most money. It's mm. not. Well, the IRS collected the most amount of money this year. Like that, they, they broke the, the record for the most ima- amount of money collected. Mm, I'm not sure about now, that. But you can say that that has to do with a really, really, really strong economy and everything, and that that might might be multivariate, and that we'll see, you know, when, when the economy is a little bit more uh, flattened out, we'll see the actual effects. But I would say that maybe, maybe in this case, that's not uh, that's not settled. Okay. Um, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Right well, I'm just, were, and the other thing is, right. the other thing is, like, it stands to reason if mm-hmm. the changes are going to be mi- minimal, that every year mm-hmm. the total amount's going to be um, higher because more people every year are paying taxes than the year before because population is going up. So, I mean, it's, Mm. but it's, you know, per, per taxpayer. Anyway, that's like getting bogged down in little technical details and sitting here and searching Wikipedia isn't really going to fucking do anything (laughs) for anybody. But I think like other things like denial of climate change, denial of uh, Mm. uh, conspiracy theory used to run the gamut, but now more and more uh, the conspiracy theories you see are uh, on the right. Like that whole thing about Hillary Clinton and Pizzagate and stuff. It was like, you know, that 
like the denial of reality like those people couldn't even accept that fucking there was no basement at this pizza place even though like <laughs> so like the denial of reality i think is like mm. more like a long more of a long-term problem than the fucking proud boys going to portland to try to go beat up people right like the proud boys mm. are a joke like me and 10 of my buddies mm. could go fuck up the crap the proud boys like <laughs> like i'm not too worried about them but the problem is people who that you know it's like we got like the there is no functional equivalent for to if if you ask me to roger stone on the right on the broader like mainstream left there's no wackadoodle <laughs> that, that spends his time on like you know what's the the liberal version of Infowars is like that site collective evolution or spirit science or something and you just don't see yeah, anybody working which no one listens to right but you don't you, you know whatever the leftist whatever the left whatever the mm. left version of info i guess the left version of Infowars is probably jimmy Dore because he like denies reality and posits conspiracy theorists, but you don't see mm. like advisors to the last president on the Jimmy Dore show. But that's the problem there with me. It isn't so much about like mm. the Nazis or whatever. I mean, what, like whatever, if they need to be dealt with, they can be dealt with. And I think most people would deal with them, but the, the mm. denial of realities. And I think that climate change, every, it all started, it, it started with like the, not in the, in, in America, it started with the cigarette thing where there were, people legitimately handing out tobacco lobbying checks on the senate floor and those people were not of the left you know so it's, right. like, it's this denial of reality and the, the the amount of money that rich old dudes are really willing to throw at things like what is it crtv and like to some extent even <laughs> info wars on the right and the left doesn't have that so i think like longer term it's just this alternative reality that got created that's that's more dangerous but like i'll be dead before that before that thing like finally rears its ugly head and you know dumps its load on everybody so that's a, mm. but that's more structural and i think <clears throat> that the the left does a bad job in some cases of funding their own like we're all on patreon and fucking uh dave rubin right. is taking money from the cokes it's like well that's kind of okay <laughs> mm, yeah so i wanted to talk well, I mean, about they're, your they're article ideologically aligned i suppose <laughs> so i wanted to talk about this outrage incorporated mm. i don't know if you're familiar sure. there's a um there's a conspiracy theory uh its proponents include uh stefan molyneux um well, okay. mostly Stefan Molyneux, at least the the people that people the people that are listening to this would nice. know who he is. Um, he promotes mm. this idea of cultural Marxism, and I was okay. just I'm um, just wondering if you're familiar with that conspiracy theory. I, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept of um, of uh, cultural Marxism. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say that uh, that played really any role in in the article I wrote, but yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with it. Because like I read your article and it was. You, I, mm. If I just swapped out a few nouns, you wrote an article about cultural Marxism. And then uh, when I commented saying as much that if we swap out a couple nouns, what you have is, you know, anti-Semitic propaganda. You then went ahead and mm. uh, posted something saying that someone, me, had called you anti-Semitic. Cool. And um, I'm not sure that that's what transpired. I was just wondering. Okay, fair enough. I was just I thought I was I try to be somewhat oh. charitable and I thought maybe you weren't you didn't know like going back to you know the cultural marxism thing started and I know that this is that Godwin's law shit but it started in 1930s Germany they were calling it cultural bolshevism and they were trying to link the uh the jews with rising um bolshevism and communism right. in russia mm. and it eventually basically when stefan molyneux was worried that they were going to kick him off of youtube for calling something white genocide he switched gears and started calling it cultural marxism and <laughs> it's uh i just wanted to you know i you know i tried to be charitable and i just wanted to you know i don't know what your biases are i, I don't assume you have biases it was just that the the title and the the whole concept was just kind of mm. very much the same that this small group of people is controlling the media that you see they're controlling you know corporate interests and stuff and i'm just sitting there thinking to myself like i've seen this on the storm front it's just that it's, <laughs> it's called it's just naming the group of people where your article says those who are offended or the outrage machine or outrage incorporated mm. and i was you know i just thought that um you know maybe maybe if if you well well if you, if why, don't, you why, don't I, why don't i clarify a bit um, okay yeah go ahead because since, i mean since we're already since we're <clears throat> the, uh, the that article by the way is in the notes for the the post for this so anybody who got yeah. to this live stream from the post the articles in there <clears throat> so you can scroll down a little and go yeah. find it 
and I, ca I can't, I can't look at discord right now, but if there are any people that want to, that want to chat over, um, want to chat about it after I'm happy to, to make myself available, though, probably most people will be asleep, but so, so, uh, let, let, let me say what I meant first of all. So outrage incorporated when, when I wrote it and it says, uh, the, basically like the, the outrage minorities, new world order, I think, I think was the title. Yeah. Uh, that's I, the problem. That's the that oh, Hold on. So, I have to tell you that like new world order yeah. is an anti-Semitic mm. talking point. Like I mean, it, it, it has been used in those situations, but it's every not conspiracy theory I mean, is anti-Semitic. If you ask enough questions, like that's just that's just what said the that same is. thing about big oil. I mean, uh, there. I mean, what, what you're saying is not totally incorrect, and in, in, in so far as it has been used in anti-Semitic contexts, but it's very important to realize that just because some words are stringed together and then used in one context uh, several times doesn't mean that that is the only context it can ever be used in, or that that is necessarily what that would mean. I'll give you an example. Your um, your your discord channel is called the peanut gallery that has that has its roots in that has its roots in slavery uh, well not in slavery sorry in segregation so in segregation when when uh, black people were only allowed to go to one place basically they uh, they were segregated to like the worst seats and they would only sell them peanuts that's they wouldn't sell them anything else they didn't think that they were worthy and so they called the place where all the black people sat the peanut gallery and so i wouldn't you know that's been popularized in culture and it's used in different circumstances so i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far and i wouldn't even dare to dream that you, that well, you were making some kind of anti-black statement there the difference so is, the difference I, I is that, that, that the difference here is the difference here i think is the hold on hold on you have to you have to stop i'm, I'm conducting an interview the the difference here is that i think that the modern parlance of the term peanut gallery just means the people in the back, whatever, right? Like the, the, the kids in the back of the class uh, throwing spitballs. The modern parlance of the new world order is still a Rothschild's conspiracy or a Rockefeller conspiracy mm -hmm. or a George Soros conspiracy, or just, just pick a rich Jewish person, that conspiracy, right. like the, the modern parlance, it hasn't changed so much over time. In fact, it's remained very static since the first the first time that conspiracy theories started to be written about in the newspapers and uh, popular mm. literature was in the late 1800s and that has remained pretty static where i'd bet the in the late 1800s the term peanut gallery meant the thing that you're talking about now but it's mm. it didn't remain the same over time i would say that it, that it hasn't remained the same and that it's been used in different contexts that would be my, my response to that uh if anyone thought that it was uh that i was using it as a as a dog whistle or anything uh it's not but so that's let me just not clarify that I'm, I'm happy to do a little bit of research on it as far as i'm concerned i've been i've seen it used in uh as it comes to big oil i've seen it uh used when it comes to big pharma i've seen it used when it comes to mon money and politics i've seen it used in several things none of none of which have to do with uh jewish people the jewish individual or what people would call the the the, the jewish conspiracy so I, I mean what you're saying that's a val that's a valid uh point you're raising uh and again i'm, I'm really happy i'm more than happy to to check what you're speaking of to, to check this statement and see if, if in fact it's being used mostly uh in anti-semitic circles and of course if, if that's the case and i and i was unaware i'd be happy to uh to revise but i mean the the, the fact of the matter is that this that is first of all not how was being used in the article and second not uh as far as i'm concerned not necessarily segregated to um to the jewish conspiracy my 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 thing is the the optics like the optics mm. and like th some casual reader who shares that view about the new world order is mm. likely to read your article and operate under the assumption that you're with them the the it's my my issue isn't what you believe i have no reason to believe that you hold these kinds of biases in fact i you know i take a look at things i i, I looked at what was you know i took a look at your profile see what you're talking about and stuff i don't see racism i don't think that you hold those biases my my question the thing is as soon as i saw yeah. that that fucking little sub like it just it's i'm just telling you that what you've written is the exact same conspiracy as cultural marxism and people who believe in that are going to think you agree with them and it's like so 
let, let me just make let me just make a quick comment because uh listen if you read it and you thought that uh i mean that that, that sucks but uh but let me just say that because you interpret it a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that it has even a wink towards that uh, that um, ideological skew. And when you say that if I change out a few things, it's exactly the same as this other thing, well, then it's not exactly the same. I mean, what, what would have to happen is essentially... I change a statement, the, the, the words inside the statement that make up the meaning of the statement are now another statement. And then that statement is similar to the one used in, in conspiracy theories. And I mean, moreover, I, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of Jewish conspiracy theories. I have quite a few. And none of them really have to do with, uh, with virtue signaling. None of them really have to do with uh, moral arbitration. I mean, they have to do mostly with, uh, with money and banking and power and government. So I would say that, I would say that it's twofold, that, that um, that that what that that comment wasn't necessarily. I didn't think it held water. And and if you're saying, well, what if someone who has these uh, kind of anti-Jewish um, biases were to come across that that wording and that language and were to think that? I mean, the, the the simple answer is that I can't do anything for them because ultimately, I think people have a unique way of of really misinterpreting things in in a way in which uh, in which benefits their their biases and and what they think is is correct. And I think that you can see this. Even in mainstream media, you know, people will put out um, statements and they're interpreted very differently by a wide swath of people. And so I think I think I, I don't want to I don't want to belittle your point. And I don't want to say that you're uh, that you're completely unfounded or anything. I'm sure that a lot of the wording uh, when it came to Jewish conspiracies was maybe grammatically structurally similar. But what matters is the context and the content. And in that sense, it was clear that I was talking about a kind of the, 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 the angry Twitter mob. And I think that that's a really important thing to take into consideration. And if people interpret it a different way, honestly, that, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like and and maybe 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 we just view these things in a, in a different way. I feel like that when I mm. um, when I put an article out and I know that people are going to share it, <clears throat> I know that it is going to be interpreted in the most charitable, the most uncharitable ways possible. And I, I am mm. very I'm very conscious in um, like I pay attention to like the way that my words might be interpreted and i, I care a great right. deal about that um i don't want i don't want a bunch of you know people like stefan molyneux and his fans sharing my article because of because the the structure of and but the structure of the the thing i'm describing is similar to something mm. they uh ascribe to jewish control of the world or, or for example or any other any other idea mm. like that i try to be very i try to say what i mean and i try to be like I don't know, man, that I just, I just got to tell you. And I, I ran it by some other people and I didn't tell them what mm. I thought it reminded them of. And I ran it by a lot of okay. anti-conspiracy theorists, people that I knew. And they told me that, that the same thing, cultural Marxism. Well, I mean, they were anti-conspiracy theorists, so they might, uh, they might already have that kind of predisposition. It's kind of like, it, it's, it's the, it's the experts bias, you know, once, once you kind of, uh, once you kind of have heard something enough times, it uh, it seems to be that, that that kind of starts to play itself out in society around you and your life around you. And it might not always be the case, but since you're since you're used to seeing those patterns emerge, uh, then even even at a time when it just might be somewhat similar, then you can say, ah, see, there's uh, another another one of those circumstances. But I mean, you kind of talk about this in, in your own blogging, and which is which is really good, by the way. I I enjoy reading your work you talk about the issue of people trying to set the tones of discussion and kind of set the tones of of an argument or the way in which you're supposed to speak and i think that ultimately you can spend your whole life trying to word and articulate something in the most perfect way possible as as, as to as you know making sure that not a single person out there can misconstrue what you're saying. That ain't gonna happen. That is just not going to happen. Everyone is always going to believe what they believe about your article. And now, I, I'm, I'm even I'm enticed to say that after after seeing more of what you wrote uh, on the Facebook post, that in fact I misinterpreted your language, your verbiage as as calling me an anti-Semite, and you said that you didn't. And I tend to believe that people know best what they meant. 
So I'm inclined to believe that that's that that's the case. Well, that's the but thing is, it's just factually incorrect that I ever suggested that you have a bias. If I thought that you well, had that just, kind of hold on, if I thought that you had that kind of bias, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because I don't. I'm not. I'm not going like if somebody calls our live show and they just start saying racist shit or whatever homophobic shit start talking about the Jews or whatever I'm just gonna fucking hang up on them because those ideas aren't like I'm, I don't entertain that They're shit. They're not tenable. I just don't entertain that Fair shit. Enough. My 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 audience would expect nothing less. Mm. So <clears throat> if I if I believed that about what you're doing, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. I just and I think that when you say that it, that I said that it was sort of like no, the thing you described is cultural Marxism. And I, I'm, hmm. I'm like very, you know, the, I showed, I showed this to, I showed this to somebody who just put out a book about conspiracy theories. Hmm. This is an academic. This isn't, this isn't some like keyboard warrior type of guy. And I barely bother him for background on anything. Cause I know how busy he is. And he was like, dude, he's like, I read the first three, three paragraphs. He's like, it's cultural Marxism. I'll read the rest of it. But I just, I just think that it's like really important that, that 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 it wasn't just specific phrases it was the the construction of the thing you were describing is legitimately exactly the same feminazis are part of cultural marxism uh the gay rights movement the fucking people who everybody calls triggered on facebook or whatever they're part of it the girl that one picture of that girl who's screaming that they all use she's a cultural mm. marxist you know uh, the, you know what i'm saying it's it's you described the thing and the language of the new world order man i just that shit anybody who is familiar with with conspiracy mm. movements is going to read it like that and um i i i don't think that this is a difference of opinion here i didn't i didn't show it to a bunch of leftists who were like frothing at the mouth to be angry about something or whatever i showed it to i should one like i said one of the people i showed it to is an academic i don't want to i don't want to front him off like and whatnot i mean that's but, fair that's um that, so, that's a that's a that, that's fine and it's it's great that you have people to to kind of reference your point of view i have the same on the radical center five people on the left and five people on the right i think a really important part of it and this is kind of what uh what your analysis i think is missing this is not an attack on you this is what i think is lacking from what you're saying about the article that i wrote is that i don't frame it as being i don't frame this as being some kind of larger than life conspiracy what i find this to be and what i what the verbiage that i that i was trying to use was basically that there are people that will interpret something in a certain way become completely you know overly upset about it probably more upset than than is necessary and then you have the pr departments of of different companies generally uh react you know since they're risk averse and and do their best to to mediate the situation and i say this not because it's something that i read on i don't know uh stefan molyneux's blog or his book or something that's that's not the case the reason that i'm saying this is because i've seen the examples and they seem to happen over and over and over again and when obviously you know i was using the language that i thought you know would give kind of a uh an interesting uh title to to the to the article so people would read it i, I never obviously intended for it to to be uh, interpreted by anti, as anti-semitic by anyone because of course it's not but well, i don't think what, that's what i'm saying is i don't think the average reader i'm sorry to interrupt i just i just don't think yeah. the average reader is necessarily going to assume that the author is anti-semitic i think that that i think that but i think the people who are anti-semitic are going to think that it's anti-semitic i don't know if that makes sense but that's their fault i mean that, that that that's their fault for for believing the the messed up shit that they believe so I would mean, it would, would it bother you is, would, would you be bothered to find out if it was if your article was being shared around by a bunch of stormfront types of course that would be i mean of course I and mean, that, that, that i think that would be that would bother anybody who has uh who has content on the internet to know that it's being misinterpreted but that doesn't mean that that i um that i committed any type of mistake in 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 the um, in the wording that i used or the or the opinions that i expressed i think people are going to to interpret things a certain way just because of the way you know they, they'll, they'll read something and it's actually not not incredibly um polite to their point but you know if they can if they can take some kind of vague verbiage and apply it to their side i mean well you know they're they're free to do so that doesn't say anything about what i was expressing that doesn't say anything about what i was writing 
And yeah. so the, the, the issue here, let, 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 me, let me just make the, the point that I think a lot of different, uh, I think a lot of different uh, writing can, especially when a person writes frequently and writes uh, strongly on opinions that are on topics that are a little bit hot, they can be misinterpreted as a lot of things. And so even if you, even if people uh, find the, the way in which that could be misinterpreted, because as you say, you, you're, not, you're not accusing me of anti-Semitism as I once thought. What you're saying is that I used a language that could be uh, perceived as certain, by certain blood and soil types to be that. But what is really important is to make sure that we allow for the context and we allow for the person who said that to, to a degree speak for themselves. Because I can find an article somewhere and I can, you know, I can think that it's one thing and I can be really upset about it. But if I just take that to, you know, at face value and I don't have any of the context in the background, uh, well, then maybe I'm not doing it service. And so, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that, that it seemed uh, so uh, upsetting to uh, to you and to your friends or if it seemed uh, dog whistly or whatever it seemed like but it's just simply not the case it's simply not the case and again if you change the content of the words you change the meaning so by saying it's exactly the same if you change it that's that's that doesn't hold water because you changed it so it can't be exactly the same well, I mean, I'm not really sure that you're the arbiter of what does or doesn't hold water. That's why we're uh, putting this out on the internet for everybody to no, talk I'm, about. Not, so I'm I think, not, I mean, I'm giving you my opinion. So I think that uh, I think that we're not going to really get anywhere on there. I do get get anywhere on that. I do encourage everyone to read the article. Oh. And if you're unfamiliar with cultural Marxism and the the theory of it, you know, look up the history of it and how it's been used and uh, what the all the moving parts of it are inside of it before you read the article because oh. I'm. Yeah, I think that we're never gonna we're never gonna agree here. So um, we've been we've been up for about forty five minutes here. So I just have a uh, one more thing, and I think this this might be this might be like the least fair thing I'm going to talk to you about. So just be just be okay. ready. I noticed the of post no. from the Daily Wire and Jordan Peterson on your feed. Yeah, do I? Uh, on I my saw personal feed. Yes, I saw one of each. Um, I'd like to, oh. I'd like to ask, but the, the daily wire is just some billionaire that funded some fake smart person to put up a fucking website uh, <laughs> that that's not as interesting to me as the Jordan Peterson thing. Like the, the daily wire is mm. like the same. It's the same as like the, the Breitbart or whatever, you know, or even Fox news in a way, the Jordan Peterson stuff okay. though. The reason I, that stuck out to me is because Jordan Peterson soft pedals, the same cultural Marxism conspiracy. He calls it postmodern near neo-Marxism. Whereas if you know anything about postmodernism or Marxism, you know that those are incompatible ideas because Marxism is about a class struggle and postmodernism is the idea that if you view things as just a class struggle, that you're mm. um, not seeing the whole picture. So that's, uh, but Jordan Peterson's inability to string words together in such a way where he isn't immediately contradicting him himself is not really uh, the the point here do you think do you remember what i said so, sorry sorry before before you make the point you're trying to make can you remember what it is that i shared because i i tend not to share um overtly political comments like that if anything maybe some memes uh but no i i don't remember so I, I i do need a little bit of context before before we go forward like what what is it that jordan peterson was saying or or doing or what what was the context of what you saw on my profile because again i can't remember not that not that i would think it's per, per, like particularly egregious or anything but i mean what what did uh what did i share about jordan peterson so it's a video posted mm -hmm. by uh some page that says go be a postmodernist somewhere else <laughs> So the PewDiePie thing? Um, no, it's Dave Rubin and Jordan Peterson. Okay, so that's a video that um, basically has Dave Rubin asking him. It's probably like three seconds. And it says, describe what you're doing right now. And it's Jordan Peterson looking at his phone. And he says, I'm subscribing to PewDiePie. And that's more of a meme. Like it, th there's no, there's no expression of philosophy there. There's no expression of ideology there. It's just, uh, it's just something that I found 
kind of comedic. I mean, it's it's this guy, you know, who takes himself so seriously, and he's saying that he's uh, subscribing to PewDiePie. I mean, I just thought that that was funny. But oh. I mean, yeah, sorry, that, that I, I thought that that was that was a that was a you know good thing to clear up. So so what what is it that you want to say about uh, that post about uh, Jordan Peterson subscribing to PewDiePie? Oh, that's fair enough. Okay. Um, there's a couple posts uh, on here from the Daily Wire, and one of the people you mentioned earlier is uh, from the Daily Wire, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Yeah, uh, Andrew Clavin. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, the Andrew Clavin show. Oh, um, yeah, I, I do actually think I remember um, the Daily Wire. I think they said something about the Baby It's Cold Outside song, right? I think it's a, it's a meme. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the context is, but yeah, I mean, I, I follow them. And if there's ever anything that I find to be, uh, to be, you know, funny, yeah, sure. I'll share it. But, uh, sorry, I, I'm not letting you make the, the, uh, make, uh, the point that you want to make. I'm just trying to add a context. So, you know, please, please do go ahead. So I do want to ask about, um, you know, I've, I've got a, I've got a breadboard baker up here in the discord, uh, helping me out a little bit here, which I do appreciate because, uh, you know, we are a team mm. here. Um, All right. PewDiePie was did did you post that because it's funny that this guy's talking about PewDiePie or like do you feel do you have do you have any like are you a follower of PewDiePie? PewDiePie? No, this is, I think PewDiePie is like uh, mostly fifteen year olds who like to watch a guy play a video game. I I, I know that there's been the like some. Um, yeah apparently that too i mean i honestly I, I don't even know the often does he really i mean I, yeah. what can i say i mean I, I i don't follow pewdiepie enough to know what he says often because pewdiepie isn't a person that i particularly follow uh i for obvious reasons i mean i'm not a 15 year old and i don't play Fortnite. but essentially uh i i think more than first of all the, the wording the, the name pewdiepie is kind of absurd it's in, in and of its own so i thought that that was that was pretty funny and um so yeah, I mean, so I mean, what, maybe he's uh, he's racist. I wouldn't know. I don't follow him. I think it's just funny that you have Jordan Peterson, you know, the academic uh, kind I mean, of, uh, sort of subscribing publicly. I mean, I mean, you know, if he's an academic, so am I. I mean, mm. I mean, but, but in any case, I was just uh, trying to clear that up. So you think the Daily Wire is like a? I don't know, because like when I look at the Daily Wire, I sort of see. Mm. I don't know. I sort of see this like well-funded machine that's just spitting out the same old the same old crap from the john birch society with like uh, younger people you know mm. I, I mean are you asking me my opinion on the daily wire oh i mean if you'd like if you'd like to give it sure i don't i don't i don't yeah need it. yeah i don't mind i mean i i um the daily wire is one of the outlets that i follow that i get my news from uh so daily i would say i, I start off uh, i get a, a lot of uh, podcast based uh news if you can believe that but um I, I try to keep it balanced so yeah i listen to uh ben shapiro and uh andrew clavin hey check uh, this out hold on again here's ben yeah. shapiro yeah we have drops of him. i mean i can't ima i can't even imagine what context that's in uh, i'm not i'm not i'm not um i'm not one of the people that hold water for ben shapiro uh you know, and, and think that he can say no wrong. You know, I think that he, I think that he presents, um, I think that he presents news in a really, uh, in a really good way. I think, I think he's able to compile daily news pretty well. I think that um, the daily, to some degree, also uh, they, they kind of stick to one subject. The daily from the New York Times, they kind of stick to one subject, and then they kind of um, just give you a kind of brief overview at the end. Uh, I like uh, the Young Turks as well. I mean, uh, I don't really agree with a lot of what they say, but I really like the way in which they present the news. So what I would say is much like I, I would compare it to, I would compare it to, to the Young Turks. It's not necessarily that I uh, agree ideologically with everything they say. I like the way in which they in, in which they describe the news, in which they go over the news, and in which they add their commentary, and in the way in, in which they're really able to separate commentary from news. And I think this is one of the similarities that uh, the Young Turks and the Daily Wire would have, is that <laughs> they they don't kind of just throw it in uh, both at the same time. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, th I think they're, they're a decent um, source to, to understand what both sides are, are thinking yeah okay cool i was just i was just checking mm. in um i would i would like to i would like to just point out for the record that daily wire uh presents uh climate change as if it's not true and they don't call that their opinion does it oh you i'm did. pretty sure i've heard ben shapiro say that he believes that, that climate change is real and that he uh he believes, he believes uh, at least 
yeah, he, he just doesn't agree with the solutions uh, to climate change. Mm, I'm not sure. But, I mean, that, that, that's, a st- that's a stark difference. When you, I mean, I, 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 I can't cite the time he said it. I'm pretty sure that he that he that he does not i, I don't think that he's a climate uh, change denier i as, well, as far like, as i'm aware he's he's hmm. not like comically denies it's not like a it's not like a comic strip version of it like that one guy that brought a snowball into the into the congress or whatever <laughs> but that that channel what was that I, I never heard of that oh some guy said oh if climate change is real how do i have the snowball i mean he didn't say that but it's pretty <laughs> much what he said it's not that kind of climate change denial no. i don't it doesn't have to be like you know somebody doesn't have to tell you it's 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 all pretty messy i guess um i guess i guess maybe that that line of questioning wasn't wasn't that great because i didn't understand uh that you just Mm. thought that it was funny that uh you know peterson he subscribed to pewdiepie um but i mean i think it's kind of funny that people refer to that guy as an academic because i think he's a hysteric Mm. but i think he's like he's like deepak chopra for guys who can't get pussy like but that's like that's a whole other discussion and like talking about whether or not Mm. peterson is interesting is only interesting to me if the other person's like some kind of weird fanboy so i guess that was all i had for you as far as questions go and we're right about an hour which is kind of like the the max i wanted to do on this i'm not sure that i learned much and i think Mm. we did talk past each other again but i'd like to do this again yeah, I'd be happy to do it again. Uh, thanks again for staying up this late to talk to me. Uh, that late. was really, really fantastic. This ain't late. Isn't it 11 over there? Yeah, it's 12 now, but I mean, I'm usually up till one or whatever. I have work and then I have oh, fantastic. that, that you know, everything, how everything works for my show and mm. the, the, the studio is impressive and all that. Somebody has to do all gotcha. that. So it's not, you know, <laughs> and it's all a lot of busy work. But if you would, again, give mm. people your website address and where people can follow you and maybe a date people can kind of keep an eye out for your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast I'm aiming for the, the second, um, the second Monday in February, uh, you know, I don't want to give an exact, uh, exact date. So I don't shoot myself in the foot if it gets a little bit, um, further behind, but the second or the third week of February and the, uh, the page is the radical dot center. And you can find all the all the commentary there. I'm also happy to make myself available on Discord right after this. If uh, anyone kind of wants to chat about the article or anything else that they heard today, I'm more than happy to do so. And you know, uh, the, yeah, thank you for a uh, mm. oh, all the usual suspects except for the breadboard baker have a uh, have a um, a yellow dot by their name. So I you know I didn't do a very good job promoting this. It probably didn't get a lot of uh, live <laughs> listeners. No, but I think it'll do okay on the podcast feed. Like that's a good thing about all yeah. this, right? If it's live, I just, the reason, yeah. the main reason, if, if I take an interview that I think is going to be somebody I disagree with, I do it live no mm. matter what, because then, then they can never accuse me of editing them because <laughs> it was live. Yeah. Yeah. Know? No, I, I think, I think that's pretty sober. Well, for now, for now, I'm going to have a few beers before <laughs> I go to bed. So, uh, this has been an interview with Emilio from the radical center podcast, uh, a few places we're Oof. never going to see eye to eye, but I, I'd like to, uh, <laughs> you know what I, if, if, if if you're up for it, if you want to um, if you want to take a little bit more of a look into the history of the cultural Marxism conspiracy, I mean, we can talk a little more about that because I just think that, yeah. like I I think like in that we <clears throat> talked past each other because you know I, I think it's like yeah I just think we talked past each other and we could continue to talk past each other for another hour <laughs> about that. So I I yeah. I hope you I hope you might you know, especially as you launch your podcast and, uh, you know, hopefully your organization grows and gets you some, uh, gets you some good following that I hope that you, you know, are just kind of cognizant of, you know, mm. like, yeah, I just hope you're, I just I, hope I you never want to accidentally spew uh, neo-Nazi rhetoric. So uh, well, trust me, I'll look the... into it. And if I, if I agree with your assessment, then I'll, I'll, I'll revise for sure. Uh, or just put something at the beginning of the article. It never, never killed anybody to say, Hey, you know, when I wrote this, this happened, mm-hmm. but then I learned about this thing and this, what I'm saying here looks an awful lot like this thing. And I don't really believe that. <laughs> but here's my article. I mean, whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, I've amended my articles. Like at the end, the article I, I put about, uh, the article I did about critical thinking at the end, I find mm-hmm. uh, it took me a while to think about it, but I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I never mentioned that, uh, 
that I'm also describing myself and that I'm not a critical <laughs> thinker and that, that, you know, I brought my own biases when I wrote this article. So like I, I amend right. things too. And I always, you know, make it pretty clear that it's an amendment either by putting it in, you know, italics or even, you know, right. dating it or whatever. But yeah. Hey man, thanks for your Listen, time. If, um, if I agree with your, uh, if I agree with your premise, once I, once I uh, look into, I, I am pretty familiar with, with cultural Marxism. I just haven't seen it really in the scope of anti-Semitism. but listen, man, if uh, I, I'm happy to agree when I'm wrong, especially Especially if it makes me look uh, that bad as as to uh, dislike Jewish people, so well, like I said, I don't think anybody. Please let me know. Um, I don't think anybody right. reading that would get that impression. Like I said, that's not what I. That's mm. not what I believe. I just believe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, no. Um, but I yeah, it's listen, useful man, let to me those know. People um, is all. If it, if the article was like if the article became very popular, it would be useful to certain people, and I feel like that's just important to consider. That's all. It's important to consider. I also think that a lot of those people would, would be would be looking for far more uh, radically uh, worded uh, content. But nevertheless, I think uh, we're just going to turn this into another podcast. But let me know when you're uh, when you're happy to talk again. Oh, uh, uh, after your, talk after to your, your panel as well. And um, well, yeah. talking to the panel is going to be a shit show. Like the panel, the, the panel show is a fucking shit show and we love it. And it's probably the I best shit. It. It's the best shit show on the internet. That part we release as a podcast is a behave is ourselves behaved. But yeah, that thing's a shit show. We're like we're, we spend about a third of the time in the nod podcast version, specifically antagonizing conspiracy theorists, like D list conspiracy theorists, hoping they call us. So, Interesting. so like, I, I, I don't know that much about conspiracy theorists, but I mean, that sounds like a blast, man. Yeah. Well, Hey, thanks again for taking the time. This has been uh, an interview on the Plex podcast feed. You're going to be hearing this unedited, uh, you know, cross and all because I don't, I don't really edit it. Uh, and our show's live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific. I don't know what, uh, I guess that would be, I don't know what time it was like fucking afternoon drinking that's, time in Australia. That's right. All right. Thanks again, right, man. man. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. All right. See ya.